This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Sugar and Slice Bakery. Contact Kristen at 863-326-8097 or you can send her an email at sugarandslicebakery at gmail.com or you can hit her up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash sugarandslicebakery. They're located in Eagle Lake by appointment only. They do custom cakes, cookies, cupcakes, cheesecakes, and pies. Order for your next party, family get-together, company event. And that's where the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce goes to get all their pastry needs. Drop our name. You'll get any future orders after that. Mention our name, and you'll get $5 off your order. So definitely choose Sugar and Slice Baker for all your bakery, pies, pastries, cookie needs. And don't forget to tell them that the happy Happy hour with with Johnny Johnny and Deuce Deuce sent you. Internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and I got my main man, Deuce. What is going on, brother? Hey, Deuce. Of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the Deuce salute. Yes, sir. Oh, good That's times, good. man. Good times. Yeah, I, I get that one, what, uh, 7.5? Yeah, 7.5 yeah. out of yeah. 10. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's I good like stuff. that. Good times. And of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And uh, we love to have guests with us. We have, back by popular demand, our good friend from Missouri, Mike Crawford. Welcome back to the Happy Hour <laughs> with Johnny and Deuce. Speaking of pleasure... <laughs> oh man, the bromance is going to get weird early, isn't it? Oh, it's all good. Hey, we, <laughs> we're having all, a good time. It, it never left. <laughs> it, it, it never did get there. weird. <laughs> Speaking of bromance, uh, we we love uh, a caped crusader that has a cow and cape named Batman, and of course, June twenty third, two thousand fifteen, was the the third in a trilogy uh, of games by Rocksteady, um, and this is Arkham Knight. Now, I don't actually own the game yet. Deuce and Mike both own it uh, on their respective PS4s. And there's a lot to talk about. And I thought, I guess I would uh, ask you guys first, did you guys play the first two? The first two games in the in the Canonical uh, series for Rock well, City? I played, I played the first two and the prequel, which was done by a separate studio. Because um, yeah, there's yeah. actually three Arkham games that are out. But... Uh, yeah. yeah, like those quickly became like some of my favorite games of the last generation. Period. Uh, those are just games I just play over and over. Yeah, and we actually had kind of talked about this a little bit, uh, Mike. I'm actually really surprised they didn't do like before this game came out because remember they talked about it last Christmas and then it got pushed back. And I was like, you know what? If they were smart, they would do a HD copy of all three for the PS4 and for the the Xbox One of Arkham, Arkham City, and Arkham Origins, because um, I thought that would have sold really, really well. Maybe, but I feel like the games are still, even on the PS3 and 360, still pretty enough that you don't really need it. Plus, if you actually play it on PC, for the most part, although they didn't come out the gate this way, but they're optimized pretty nice, and they look pretty darn good on a PC if you have a decent PC. So if you really want the HD, I mean, it's there already, but that's assuming you got a decent machine to play it on. Yeah, I was just thinking for like folks like myself, like I played the first Arkham, beat it, loved it, got Arkham City, played maybe a third, and then just it kind of got shelved along the way because I had other stuff I was playing, and I never played Origins. So as a guy like me, 
I would just think for Rocksteady, uh, it's a pretty easy – and Warner Brothers, it's an easy sell. Like, hey, let's package the three of them together. We had to push the game back anyway. People will buy this for their boyfriends or significant others, whatever. And, you know, they'll play it. Because, to be honest, I would have bought it because I didn't play – finish Arkham City and I didn't play Origins. And it's like, well, if I can buy this for 50 bucks, all three – and since they had the PC, like you said, so good, it should have been easy port for the PS4, Xbox One. I would have jumped on it. Yeah, I mean, what do you think, Mike? Uh, I mean, from a technical standpoint, and Johnny and I, you know, we're both like pretty technical people. We know that there is a lot more that goes into like doing an HD port on a completely different console than I think a lot of people will give it credit for. Right. But. I think from a marketing standpoint, like the games came out recently enough and I think they look good enough. I mean, and here's the thing. Those are some pretty decent sized games too. There is a lot of environments, a lot of stuff you would have to quote upgrade if you were going to do a full blown HD uh, thing for it. Um, And (laughs) this is kind of a segue, I suppose, but here if a lot of times whenever they do HD upgrades, um, they like outsource it to a different company. Ah, uh, true. Yeah. And uh, as we recently saw with the PC release of Arkham Knight, which I'm sure everybody who's watched gaming news at all knows, um, did not turn out that great and is still having issues. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But yeah. that was also a, a port that got outsourced to another company. And Rocksteady doesn't want to take the time to. Dude, they're going to move on to something else. I'm pretty sure this was like their last Batman game they were working on. It's their swan song when it comes to the Batman, you know, the Arkham um, trilogy, if you will. But I can tell you right now, I think because especially with the Batman Superman movie coming out, some of the Easter eggs, I wouldn't be surprised if their next game is some sort of superhero game, be it Superman or be it something else. Um, and somebody else will get the Batman license. If Rocksteady says, you know what, we're kind of, we've done three really good Batman games, we're done. We want to do something else. Somebody else will pick up the Batman license. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Because Mike had mentioned earlier, there's there's actually three Batman games. Uh, Yeah. But two were done by Rocksteady, which was uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. But WB Montreal is the company that did uh, Arkham Origins. And I actually chose not to play Arkham Origins because of Paul Denny and Bruce Timm not being on the project. They actually left the project and of course Rocksteady wasn't involved. So I actually decided against playing uh, Arkham Origins and I heard it wasn't that great anyway so I don't think I missed a lot. Um, I love Troy Baker. I heard he did the voice of Joker and all that but I I don't know. I, I, I don't I'm not missing anything. I'm like I don't feel the urge to go back and play Arkham Origins. So, but to go revisit Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, sure, I'd love to go replay those games because those games, like you said, Mike, were one of the best games of the last generation. They were fantastic, mm-hmm. you know. Especially like Ar- I mean, they're both. I feel like Arkham City and Arkham or uh, Arkham Asylum, like they both feel a little bit different to me because with Arkham, let's kind of break that down real quick for people who have not played the games. Arkham Asylum is essentially a 3D Metroid game. It's like a Metroidvania, but 3D. Because you're in close quarters, you're confined to certain areas. You're going through and unlocking areas and getting upgrades and all that. And then having to go back to areas you've already seen right, because right. you've got to upgrade that now will get you in a part of that area you couldn't get to before. And I like it because it, it had a very claustrophobic feeling to it, uh, which you know, every movement, every action counted, and uh, I just it was very dark. And I remember getting, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Like I, I remember just that hearing the Joker laugh, you know, Mark Hamill coming back reprising his role as a Joker and then hearing him on the intercom 
like just making corpses and quips and dun, stuff. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I'd want to go. I'd actually want to go revisit that because my my entertainment center. I just had my PS4. All my new systems, PS4, Wii U, uh, but in my in the bedroom we have the PS3 hooked up or whatever. And I'm I. Let's be honest. I don't play a lot of games in the bedroom. Wink, wink. Uh, not video games, that is. So, <laughs> so I just don't find time to actually like play. That got <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, we did not make that awkward at all. Hey, <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> Uh, I love you, honey. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, uh, she's not with us right now, Brandy. I'm just keep digging that hole. <laughs> just keep going down. Brandy's actually our third member of the podcast, and she's been working. I think like... Johnny can see China at this point. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, so I don't really play, but like I don't know. Like I love my PS3, and it still works, still operational, and like, and Lord knows how much time I put into Skyrim, and I could still put more time into it. But I just don't play video games much in the bedroom, so it's like I. I'd love to have a. I would love to have a ported version or a version I can get for cheap or something uh, digitally for the PS4 because yeah. I would. I would love to revisit those games, even though they are relatively new. Well, that's why new. I said the HD version would be good, even if it's just like, dude, these aren't really HDs. We just we basically took ported the PC copy, ported it, so you can play it on your PS4. You lazy bastard. So like, I would take that. You know, as long as they don't overprice it. I would do that in a, in a hot minute because I'm having that same problem with the Nathan Drake collection I was talking about earlier. I'm those for yeah. sure. Just A, because Deuce and I are big proponents of vote with your wallet. You know, yeah. like I think a lot of America is spoken loud and clear that they want re, re, uh, HD remakes. Because yeah. you look at the fact that, and I always bring this back to a classic example of Majora's Mask 3DS sold a oh million units. Yeah. A million units for a 16-year-old game. A million copies were sold. That's insane to think about that. Yeah. So, uh, so people definitely. I mean, the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. You and I both bought oh, that. Oh, I love that. Uh, it looked great, uh, but it sold really well. So it's like a lot of these HD remakes sell really well. So it's uh, people want them. So why not bring them on? Yeah. You know. So, um, but I felt like with Arkham City, like it was more opened up. The you know the world. Mm-hmm. It was a lot larger scope. So I kind of got a little overwhelmed at times because there was so many side quests. Uh, I loved them all, but like it, it was a little bit more overwhelming. So it took me longer to beat, obviously. And all those Riddler trophies, insane amount mm-hmm. of Riddler trophies. So I guess to my my question to you guys is, how far are you into Arkham Knight? Uh, Deuce, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start on this. I okay. think, and I'm gonna. How I'm many gonna, hours in? I guess I'm gonna say I'm about ten hours in, okay. give or take. Uh, I, I already kind of talked to Mike, Mike, because uh, pull the curtain back a little back for you guys uh, listening at home. We have a group chat with the three of us and been kind of comparing notes. But then I pull Mike, Mike aside and be like, hey, uh, I want to say this to you so Johnny can't see. I'm this far ahead. How far do you think I am? And Mike, Mike told me he thinks I'm about a third of the way through. Is that about right, Mike? I'd say that's probably accurate. Yeah. But I, I'll tell you what, the, the thing that got me is I did the first like – big kind of mission that took like a while to do and then i kind of got sidetracked doing like side missions and uh it kind of like the old rpg games where you'd go and find just random guys to fight to level up i would just run around the city and find just random thugs running around just so i could fight them to learn the combat system better and get some more xp 
And then I did a lot of running around doing the Wayne Tech challenges, trying to level up because, god damn, you got to level that car up like a son of a bitch before you can do mm-hmm. anything. Well, let's let's uh, Mike. Uh, before we get into the car, because that's because I'm gonna start. Because folks at home, I've not played it yet, so I'm gonna be asking questions for someone that has not played it. So. Yeah, if you haven't played the game, we're going very spoiler light. I'm talking. We're not going to spoil anything that any major you, plot lines, major plot yeah. lines, anything like that. So yeah. this is a good podcast for you guys to listen to because we're digging deep. We're going to get into the nuts and bolts and deep in the trench on this. Right, almost so, as deep as what Johnny was digging into in the bedroom. So. <laughs> oh, did you see the secret intro with the Joker? I just uh, encountered that today uh, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it on Kotaku, and that was the coolest thing ever. I was worried that was going to happen when I played the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's like zoomed in. I'm like, oh, please don't jump because the games have kind of done that before with the jump scares and stuff. Oh, have they? Mm -hmm. Well, see, when I played the first one, I don't, and maybe it's just me, I don't remember that many jump scares. Was there more jump scares? uh, Have you encountered one uh, particular jump scare in Arkham Knight yet? No, probably not. Just, yeah. Oh, uh, I'll get ready. Is it? Is it the one with the man bat thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I, I did okay, do that. Yeah, yeah. It just catches you completely off guard. Yeah, because man, I was like, holy crap! What the fuck is that thing? And they're like, hey, go save this guy. And I'm like, give me some XP, and I'll fucking do it because I gotta level I'll my do shit what you up. Want. Yeah, I do what you want. I'm an XP whore. Are we? Are we actually? Is this all recorded? Yeah. Stuff? Might oh, okay. As well. cool. I mean, we had some yeah. good times. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So, how many hours are you into Arkham Knight? Um, I there's not really a way that it keeps track on your save file or anything. It doesn't, or at least if there is, I haven't found it. So I'm not sure exactly how many hours. I have to imagine at this point it's getting up there to like over 25 or 30 yeah i'm gonna say just a wild stab for mike i think you're probably in the 30 40 range because angel was telling me he's like look he's playing that every second he gets and he's been playing it for like a week straight but you're not you're not just playing the single player missions you're going through and trying to find trophies and doing side quests and all that as well right i have it 100 percent completed at this point Oh, okay, um, so you've completed the main... So, I've done every trophy, I've done every side quest, I got the true ending, the only... Uh, I even got almost all the achievements, except for one achievement that you can't get unless you beat the game on New Game Plus, which I just started today. Oh, okay. Now, I got a question. You did the Riddler trophies 100% too? <clears throat> yep. Wow, fucking you. I bow down to you, Mike. Mike. That took yeah. a while. No yeah. shit, man. You, you can ask my wife, bitch. Angela. She'll be like, that's all I've been doing all week in my free time is just playing Batman. Just getting the trophies and stuff? Well, just everything. There's just so much to it. Not just the trophies, but there's other side quests. There's like a fire crew to rescue. There's like military checkpoints to take down. And yeah, then there's yeah. other side quests, which I won't spoil. But there's... It is easily the biggest game out of all of them by far. Well, I like that they made it so deep because, to be honest with you, I, I had a conversation with with Johnny in the pre-show, and I was like, look, because I let him borrow my copy of Witcher 3 because I'm playing Batman right now. And I said, look, I'm going to take my time with Batman because I am probably one of the worst when it comes to being ADD when it comes to games. Like, I just blow through them. I'm like, yeah, let's play the story. I don't care about all this side shit. Just fuck it. Let's let's go. I want to know what happens. This game I'm actually, like, digging into, like, taking a big deep bite of. And, like, I want to live in this world for a little while. I want to play it. I want to do some of the side things. 
uh, and really find out more about the game, find out more about the story and the backstory, and really enjoying it. So I told Johnny, I said, look, it might be a while because I was looking at my calendar of games coming out, and I'm like, the next game I'm buying is Madden, and then it's basically a dry spell all the way until November when I get Fallout 4, Call of Duty, and the Star Wars Battlefront. So I'm like, shit, might as well dig in and camp out. I ain't got shit else to do. Yeah. Well, and then I got Metal Gear Solid Five. That's coming out at the beginning of September, and that's going to be the next one I jump right into. Well, see, and that's the thing, and and, and we're I promise you, kids, we're going to get back to back, man. I promise. I am kind of with the whole Metal Gear thing. I'm just on the fence. I'm like, do I buy it? Do I wait and see if it price drops at Christmas? Uh, do I wait until maybe, you know, Best Buy or Target do a buy two, get one free sale on new games? Like, what do I do? So let me throw that question to you real quick, Mike, Mike, since we're taking a jaunt into kind of different territory before we go back to Batman, I promise. Mm-hmm. What would your, you think on that? Go ahead and get it now while you can or just... I mean, I'm going to, but I am like the most biased son of a gun when it comes to Metal you Gear. Love you some Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, let me ask you this: Did you play the other games up to this point? No, I played the PS2 one. I played the PS3 one like a little bit, mm-hmm. and I, I I did. I bought the what was it called the the Ground Zeroes when it yeah. came out, and I played it, and I was just like, eh, this is okay. And that's kind of, I think, the reason why I'm not like, yeah, let's go get it. Because I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Like, it's okay, like, but I, I just was I love Ground Zero's yeah. length aside. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, like, I already have my pre-order on the limited edition that comes with, like, the little bionic arm thing. And I also bought the limited edition of Arkham Knight, too. But that was because Walmart, I think, back in February had, like, a stupid web deal where... I, I don't remember exactly what the price is, but with shipping and tax and everything, I only paid sixty-seven bucks for the limited edition of no Arkham Knight. No shit. Yeah, that comes with the statue, statue and the art the, book and dude, the steel yeah, case. Dude, yeah, I, I, w- I would have slapped you the next time I seen you if you yeah. hadn't bought that because that's just that's stupid, man. Yeah. Well, Luckily, I bought it on console and I didn't buy it on PC. Yeah, no shit. True. We'll get into the PC uh, in a little bit. Um, I guess the the newest introduction to this trilogy is the use of the Batmobile. I kind of like I don't know about you, but like when we were watching the E three E three footage uh, last year, like I was I was like super stoked. You know, I was really really excited to see you know Arkham Knight, the look, the feel, and the it looked great when you were in the Batmobile. But I wasn't sure like how the mechanics of being in the Batmobile, like how often you can be in the Batmobile. Like, can you give us a little bit of a talk on, you know, the Batmobile itself? So the Batmobile, um, like you're asking how often you get to use it. You have to use it for yeah. like over 30% of the game. I think it's more than that. I think it's more than 50% of the game because it seems like every time I turn around, I'm having to jump in that bitch to do something. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's not just a method of getting around. Like, there's puzzles that require it, especially for a lot of the Riddler trophies, because it has, like, a power cable winch on the front that you use for a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, you use it for, like, these drone tanks that are all over the city. Um, it, the Batmobile is pretty much, like, the only way to uh, attack those. And uh, it, it gets pretty crazy. Like, um, there's a part... Uh, at the game, and I hope this isn't really a spoiler, but for whatever reason, you're in a chemical plant. Yeah, uh, and that's the whole, not a spoiler. Like, Scarecrow's an enemy. Yeah. Like, you're trying to get to Scarecrow. But 
you need to find a way to get the Batmobile into <laughs> the chemical plant. Oh, and yeah. like there's other buildings where you gotta like get the Batmobile in there and it's like, oh, there's an enemy here. Like uh there there's one uh boss which I was hoping was gonna be hand to hand. I won't say who it is. Um he appears like towards the very end of the game and I was like, Oh cool, I can't wait to fight this guy. And then it's like a Batmobile fight. Like you're in a Batmobile in tank mode and you're like shooting rockets and machine guns. And I'm like, man, that is not at all what I wanted. So it, it gets a little exhausting because like the thing with Batman is he limits himself. Like he could kill like all kinds of people, but he doesn't. He uses his fists and stuff. Yeah. And like that's that adds to the character. But when you're in the Batmobile, it's like guns, explosions, rockets. You don't feel like Batman anymore. There's even electrical prods on the front of the Batmobile, so when you run over people, it just shocks them and sends them away. Oh, wow. But, it, <laughs> but you're essentially still running over people. Yeah. It still feels like you're running over people. I'm like, this doesn't feel like Batman at all. Well, see, and that's the problem I ran into, Mike. Like, when I was first starting the game, especially, like, when we're talking about the chemical plant in the first few levels, and especially the first few Wayne Tech challenges, everything is... Batmobile, Batmobile, Batmobile. So I took every single experience point I had into leveling up the Batmobile, like making sure the cannon can fire faster, making sure this recharges faster, make sure this does this better. So then once I got done with that challenge, it's like, oh, by the way, now you got to go beat up people. I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't, I haven't upgraded my Batman suit at all. Like, I'm getting just, just tossed around like a bitch. The Batmobile definitely levels off towards the end. Um, like yeah. they really like to show it off at the beginning. Um, oh yeah, because they had a towards the end of the game. The like it, it's not as bad. There's other places you go into where you don't need it. There's still places where you will need it, but yeah. um, there's not like a final boss fight in a Batmobile. At least I was worried something like that would happen, <laughs> but that wasn't the case. Batmobile versus uh, Batmobile. Yeah. Well, right. I, I think I, my problem was is kind of the old saying, buyer's remorse. Like, I'd spent so much money putting all my XP points into the Batmobile. Now that I'm out of the chemical plant and I've got to do other missions, I'm like, oh, shit. I'd, I oh. might have spent that. No, you'll, you'll be taking advantage of those, too. But that's why doing, like, a lot of the side quests, which gets you um, all kinds of points, yeah. uh, those are good to do. The, the uh level up your other abilities and stuff and the other thing i did kind of as a side thing is i would run around the city on foot and just like beat up random thugs because you get xp just for beating up just random groups of thugs and i was doing it for me personally almost like muscle memory like okay this is how i do this move this is how i do this move how do i jump down and do a fear takedown like I just wanted to practice mm-hmm. different things, so it's like, yeah. okay, when I get further in the game, I'll kind of have a better grasp because There's the controls so on this are game. kind of a bitch. No, just just yeah. keep playing. I would say keep playing through the story because I'll explain like all these mechanics and stuff yeah. as you go through the main story. So, and there is a lot of main story. Like the main quest takes so long. Well, that's so good. Don't worry about yeah, like getting too far ahead of yourself. I'd say just go jump right in. Well, I think that's what I'm going to do because I got to a point on on sunday because I, I we did the 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 deuce birthday world tour the past weekend and finally sunday i got to relax and, and play a good chunk and near the end of my sunday i was like shit what am i doing because i kept trying to you know do these little side quests and i kept getting my ass whipped and i'm like you know what i probably just ought to go on the main quest 
do as much as I can, and then once I level up a little bit more, then go do the side stuff. Well, and this was something that I appreciated that Arkham Knight did, because before Arkham Knight came out, I made a point to replay every other uh, Arkham game that had came out. Like, right. So within like a month, I beat Asylum, I beat City, I beat yeah. Origins, which I loved Origins, by the way. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, I was already like comfortable with like uh, the controls and stuff. Although there's like a little few uh, button changes they did, which yeah. kind of threw me off and took some getting used to. But uh, what what I enjoyed about Arkham Knight was that like there towards the beginning, you can get into some quests which will uh, like have you using abilities and stuff that you might not even have covered in a tutorial in the story yet. But yeah. if you already know what you're doing, you can go ahead and do those. Yeah. So if you encounter stuff and you don't know what you're doing, that's why I'm saying just go through in the main quest a little bit. It'll teach you all that stuff. Yeah, well, I guess I have a question because I think what sold me on the original game, obviously Paul Denny and um, uh, Bruce Tim were on the original projects. <clears throat> so that that was awesome. But the fact, what the, the demo that sold me was you're in like a police station or some sort of inside interior area and you're on top of like a gargoyle and there's the scene where you have all these goons and you have to take them out one at a time and you felt like Batman for like the first time ever in gaming you felt like Batman the predator missions the predator missions do they have anything like that in uh in this game yeah they do um but there's not as many of them this time. Like in Arkham City, there's like all kinds of areas where you had to sneak around. I'm not saying they're completely absent in Arkham Knight. They're definitely there. In fact, there's um, a cool uh, series of missions where you're stopping these bank robberies. And you're trying to like silently take out these guys as quickly as possible while they're trying to steal money from these banks. Uh, but the alarm's going off, so like none of your attacks make noise. So you can do all oh, like wow. your really loud takedowns and stuff, and it's really just a race to see how quickly you can knock guys out. That very much feels like Batman. Um, I will say one thing they added in this one, and it's not really a spoiler because they showed it in the trailer, is um, you have uh, these missions that you'll do co-op with other characters. So you got Nightwing, Catwoman, Robin, you know, they're all back. Um, and there's these missions you do with them where you will get into brawls with these other guys. And they'll be fighting alongside you. And it's both of you just like taking each other out. And every once in a while you can hit a button press and you'll do like a combo takedown move where both of you take down one dude and then your control switches to the other guy. So if I'm fighting with Robin, fighting, 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 I hit a button, Robin and I will tag team and take down this guy. Now I'm playing as Robin and now I can fight as Robin. Or if you just want to stay fighting as Batman, you can. But you never really got to see you know, the teamwork that Batman would occasionally get into, but it it looks really epic if you're doing it well. Well how does that suck, how does that still, work? Is it separate missions or is they're it... just particular missions, yeah. You can't like call them in at any time. They oh, they okay. each have like their own series of missions that you can kind of Was this help DLC with. or was this already included? No, this is just in the game. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. hmm. Like uh with Catwoman it has to do with like some of the Riddler challenges. Um, and then Robin and uh, Nightwing, those are uh, different missions. Well, I will say this, since he just mentioned DLC, I want to ask you this question. When I bought the game, I looked at the DLC. The DLC, in my opinion, is very expensive. It's thirty nine ninety nine. It's forty dollars. How how are you feeling about the DLC at this point? There really isn't a whole lot that's out yet. 
um you got like the the scarecrow missions which are just like three small challenge maps yeah um which they all have they all have you in the batmobile yeah um and then uh the the only one of significance that's out right now is the one with harley quinn uh where you actually get to play as harley quinn yeah which you got that as your pre-order bonus yep and uh it's really just he was short i didn't like it i was like well because to be here's what happened i downloaded it and i found out earlier by going on kotaku and other places they're like look this mission actually happens before the game starts and i was like you know what let me do this first so which is fine caught up um but it was quick. Like, I was done, like, in a couple hours. Like, it didn't it's take me really long at all. Short. Yeah. And I was like, shit, really? That's it? Like, you know. Now, I, I shouldn't have expected the world. I shouldn't have expected, like, oh, they're going to give me eight hours worth of gameplay. But I was like, I was done with it probably in about two hours. And I was like, yeah, it's um, really quick. And that's what worries me about the DLC. They already, um, like, if you go in your trophy list, you can already oh, yeah. see what the name of the new DLC is going to be. Oh, yeah. um, but, uh that, that's the thing like with arkham city they had like the one dlc story thing um which took place after the events yeah, of arkham with city. harley quinn and everything yeah yeah and you could beat that like in under a couple hours easy probably closer to an hour hour and a half maybe um so and then arkham origins also had a story dlc which lasted quite a bit longer um that was at least a couple hours um that had you taken down mr freeze uh, so it, it's hard to say it, if we're going purely on length, we don't like, I doubt that other DLC they put out, is going to be as short as a Harley Quinn. I highly, no, highly doubt like, it's going to be that short here's the thing. I'm like, okay, let's even say just for sake of argument, they give me eight hours worth of DLC to me. That's not worth 40 bucks. I put, you know, 20 more bucks with that and I, I can get a brand new game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think that's the problem with me. If the price point had been like 20 bucks or 30 bucks for the season pass, I would have done it day one, not even knowing what else was and, coming. But it went And it's hard to 40, speculate it's like, since hey. it's not out yet. We haven't seen it. We don't know exactly what we're going to get. I mean, the new DLC is not going to come out for months. Yeah. Uh, so we still got a, a, a while to go. Um, I'm one of those people like the Arkham games. I'll just replay over and over. Like I can't tell you how many times I beat Arkham City. So you're never going to trade this game in. Is what you're telling me? You're like, oh, I'm going to no, sit on this game. No, yeah. no, absolutely not. Um, I rarely buy games that I ever trade in. Um, I usually have a pretty good idea if it's a game that I'm going to want to keep or not before I buy it. Ah, uh, well, let me ask you this, just kind of to go on a little bit of a tangent, real quick. How do you feel about trade-ins? Do you trade in games at that much, or are you just like that's not your bag? Or, well, I, I'm not really a collector collector in that I'll try and like buy everything, yeah. but, uh, like for one thing, the money you spend buying a game, like you don't even get half of that back when oh, you trade no, it in. Yeah. No, I so totally agree trading in, like if you're talking to GameStop or something is rarely, rarely worth it. Yeah. Um, on very few occasions have I actually traded in games. Like there was some crappy games on Wii I had bought and I'm like, this is really awful. I'm never like, going to play I'm never going to play it again. I might as well get five or six bucks to something else because it's going to collect dust. Yeah, um, and there might be a game or two uh, that I put in, but the thing is, usually I don't even buy a game unless I get it for, like, super cheap or if it's something that I absolutely know I want that I can't live without. Ah, uh, see, like, that's the difference. Like, I I I'll say this. When it comes to sports games, like, 
I'll definitely ditch those because I know I'm going to get the one the next year. Um, and every once in a while, it's like if I beat a game in a single player, like prime example, Far Cry 4. I beat it, it's single player, I'm never going to touch it again. If I can get 10, 15 bucks out of it, screw it. I'll go ahead and do it because it's just, for me personally, it's just going to sit there and collect dust. So if I can get a little something out of it, it's better than nothing. Yeah, um, and, and another aspect of that is I, I buy a lot of my games on PC, so you can't really trade those yeah, in. Yeah, that's very, um, very true. And I'm completely console. I'm completely PS4. So it's like when I buy games, if I beat them, you know, if Johnny doesn't want to play them or somebody else doesn't want to play them, and I know I'm not going to touch them again, I'll trade them in and try and get a couple bucks. Because, yeah. you know, you might as well at that point. I mean, if you're not going to play it, and you can trade it in and get a couple bucks, it, it's – not a bad idea. Now, I will say this. It's it's kind of weird. Now that I've gotten older, I've got the more collector mentality than I did when I was younger to now where if I really like a game, I sit on it. Like, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I will go ahead and just keep this because I may one day down the line want to play it again. Or I may just want to have it in my collection just so I can say, oh, I've got this particular game in my collection. Yeah. You know, which if you'd asked me that 10 years ago, I'd been like, are you fucking high? Like, I ain't doing that. But yeah, totally. There, there. Another part of it is like I also not just want to keep them because I like them, which most of the case that is the what the deal is. But like, whenever you know I have kids and they grow up, like I want to be able to like show these games to them, be like, here's yeah. the games I grew up with, and you can play these, and you know, let me know what you think, kind of thing. And I've got a system that they work on and things like that, and you're not having to emulate it, or you can actually pull out the systems and be like, hey, this is the way. I played it when I was a kid, which is really, really cool. Um, Let me show you blowing into an NES cartridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, teaching the kids how to do that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Speaking of that, Johnny actually today for the first time let his little boy, who's about five, if we're uh, correct, play Kirby for the first time, his first ever, like, playing a console game, and he did really good, and it was was a bonding moment. I think I saw a little tear in Johnny's eye because he's like, yeah, let my – I let my boy play a console game. He's he's becoming a man. So you know, like it was it was one of those bonding moments. So I thought that was oh, really totally. really cool. Yeah, here's the thing. Like uh, Angela, she has like uh, some nephews that are um, growing up. I think the oldest one is nine. She'll kill me that I don't remember his age, or he might have just turned ten. Even he's either nine or ten. Anyway, um, like the games they are growing up with. I'm just like I keep thinking back. I remember when I was his age, and I was like doom was the coolest thing uh yeah like donkey kong country on the super nintendo or something yeah those were games games i played stuck with you yeah and here he is playing like you know nazi zombies on call of duty and you know like that's the stuff he's like and he's playing destiny and stuff and i'm like that is gosh to to grow up as a kid today is so such a bizarre concept to me like already knowing what i know knowing what i grew up with I don't well, even like, think about it. It scares the shit out of me. Well, if you're like me, my uh, you, you you try to you know give them some of those younger you know games I grew up playing. Like I had my son Logan. He played um, Super Mario World, the original on Nintendo, mm-hmm. and because uh, I was about he's five. I was about five when I first started playing video games, and he understands the concept of you know obviously it was only it was simple back then. He only had two buttons, right? So it was less to take in. But he knows how to jump down a war pipe. He knows that you need to step on, jump on a Goomba, and like he knows you have to get to the flagpole. And he's five, you know. And that's, mm-hmm. but kids nowadays, you know, we grow up with all this technology so fast. Like, you know, 
our our generation had maybe a green screen computer growing up if you were lucky, and now kids, if you include computer, include uh, phones, you have what five? Mo- the average household has five quote unquote computers in a household, which yeah. is insane. So my two year old daughter knows how to operate a t- operate a tablet, which is nuts. Like she knows how yeah. to pinch, zoom, pull. Oh, like kids are so much smarter than we we were back then. Yeah. Like here's the thing: like kids, you're talking about kids in gaming. Kids didn't have. Kids these days aren't going to know what it was like to go through like the 3D gaming revolution, like right. when the. Oh, and, yeah. and I mean, granted, 3D games were out before the 64, but for a lot of people, like the Nintendo 64 was like the first thing they played where they had a joystick, and to go forward, you hit up instead of right. True. Like yeah. starting to wrap your head around that and working in a 360 view and everything. Like kids don't have to. They don't have to deal with like the camera issues that a lot of early oh, 3D no, games no, had. Yeah. Well, oh, I, they were awful. I remember, and I actually, ironically, have Super Mario 64 in my 64 right now. Uh, but that game was the first game ever to to have a full 360-degree uh, field, field of vision game. Like, it was the first time ever that they had that on, on a console. It was, like, it was revolutionary at the time. Like, no mm-hmm. one had done anything like it. And it it blew my mind. I remember Christmas, Christmas of 1996 when I got my 64 uh, originally. Uh, I... Uh, I just remember being blown away by Mario and like just not knowing like what to do because he was just so much. It was he a he was so big compared to his his sprites, you know, from you know the Super Nintendo and Nintendo, and then just mm-hmm. how colorful everything looked. And I, I just blown away by it. I still I'll never forget that moment when I when I was going up, you know, going up the road and and you know fighting that bomb at the top of the mountain. Like I'll never forget yeah. that. Like it was it sits with me. You know? I- I don't remember if we talked about this, but I remember because I was subscribed to Nintendo Power at the time before the 64 came out. So I saw all the preview pictures. I was looking at uh, pictures of like the balls rolling back and forth on Babam Mountain and like screenshots from the, uh, the TikTok clock level. And I was like, this actually looks like a scary game to me. Like this looks really intimidating. Yeah, I remember... Uh, I think the first time I distinctly remember seeing a 3D game was Virtua Fighter in an arcade. Yeah, sure. We had, a, nuts. Yep, we had Aladdin's Castle, and it was like, like it had an instant replay, like after the end of the match, so you could see the last hit. But I remember like kind of being frightened by that a little bit because I was like, it looks too real. It, it looks too real. <laughs> <laughs> it does, man. Like it's 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 so weird to think. Another thing that I always look at is like uh, when I knew gaming was really like getting good with the three-dimensional because now if you go back and look at like like Final Fantasy 7 was revolutionary at the time because it was the first real RPG in, in 3D um, and it, so it blew everyone away and, and, and that's why everyone's talk. you know we'll talk about E3 later on in this episode but it's just like there was such a standout title at the time because it was the first game ever to really do that from a technical aspect um, and fully orchestral score and all that and everything like that uh, and so later on down the later on down the road, you know, you go back and you look. It doesn't look as good as you remember it. And I always tell people, it's like Final Fantasy VII doesn't look good as you remember it. And then everyone's like, Nah, it looks good. And I go back, and they go back and like, Oh, he doesn't have hands. He doesn't, have, you know, like. I remember like my favorite scene in Final Fantasy VII was always uh, whenever he got the motorcycle and he was coming down the stairs uh, when you're escaping the Shinra building. Sure. Um, and I remember, God, it looks so badass. It looks so cool. And then, like, I went back and watched it. I'm like, God, that doesn't look nearly as cool as I remember. Yeah. He's, like, completely stiff on the motorcycle, and he's, like, not moving at all. And he's yeah. like, it just looks so lame. But 
at the time i was like god this looks like really awesome like yeah this looks like a cool sort of it was like movie quality to me well and that was the thing was like i think a lot of 64 games don't hold up at all like especially nowadays when you have dual analog sticks to go back and play like doom 64 to be able to move around it you have to use the the, the up down left or right button to oh move my around God. oh it's horrible. it's the worst it's like it's the it goddamn worst because you're like you've grown up with the tra- transition of you know dual analog sticks and when you go back to one it's so debilitating almost because you're like, uh. I couldn't do it. Like, and that was the thing. Like, I got <laughs> when we bought our new systems to do all the Twitch channel stuff. Uh, you know, I bought the 64 and I got this huge, just fucking Turok boner. And I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get all the Turoks. I got them. I started playing them. I'm like, fuck this. And I put them right back in the box. And I'm oh like, well, God. at least I've got them and I can go back if I want to. But it's like playing Turok one, two, and three. It's like it's a bitch. And playing Perfect Dark, it's a bitch. And I, I went back to try and play a Goldeneye because I had so many good memories of Goldeneye. I'm like, how the it fuck did I do this? No, not no. at all. No. Not at all. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. And I just put it in the box. And I'm like, you know <laughs> it's what? Funny, it's like, yeah. I, I remember like Turok 2 was one of my favorite games on the 64. Oh, and then yeah. I tried to like, like a year ago, I tried to go back and play it. I was like, ah, oh, I remember this game. I dug out my... I had my 64 plugged in, so I was like, let's play Turok 2. The thing runs at, like, eight frames a second or yep. something. Yep. It is hard to look at. And I'm like, how did I deal with this back in the Not day? Not even that. Like, the hard to look at, I can deal with because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Bro, fan of old school movies and stuff. I can deal with bad graphic shit like that. It's the controls I can't deal with. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like, the I've got to use. don't bother me that much. Really? The um, col- like, controls really are what threw me the, off the use, window. Use yeah. the C buttons to move around and look around with the analog stick. That never bothered me uh i never had a problem adapting to that um oh that i guess like the terribly low frame rates where i'm like what am i even looking at well now there's some good games that you know that 64 had that i mean 64 as a whole you know especially towards the end of the the life cycle of the console i I think that's something with nintendo uh, the they they try to do their their swan song at the end and everything like that. It doesn't always successful, you know, do as well as they, they imagine. But they do put out some pretty, you know, every I would say every, especially the Super Nintendo. I consider one of the best consoles ever made. Personally, uh, there's mm-hmm. just so many great games for it. Uh, but with the 64, you know, I you and I actually all of us were talking about this behind yeah. closed doors, yeah. off camera and off off audio. We were talking about how great Diddy Kong Racing was and how like. Uh, it's better than it's actually better than Mario Kart 64. Oh, hands like, down. Hand, it is. Oh, yeah. I mean the way it, the way it handles, the way it looks, it's better frame rate. The but, characters are actually 3D. Yeah. Exactly. And then thing <laughs> is, is like you, you go back and everyone's like, "Oh, I love Mario Super Mario Kart 64," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, it was fine, but you know, it didn't run very well, and it was really fast, and like th- there's frame rate issues, and there's uh, collision detection problems. Like there's a lot of things that are going on, and it's just because it's got more recognizable IP, more recognizable characters." That's why people always go back to Super Mario 64, but I prefer Diddy Kong Racing, hands down. Diddy Kong Racing is a oh, superior absolutely. game. It's awesome. And the, 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 the plane controls, oh, man, so much fun. Um, but there's a lot of great games, you know. Um, wow, have, we, have we done talking about Arkham Knight? Cause well, we I, talk- want, I want to ask one more and question then, Okay, and then we... we'll jump into the – Yeah. We'll go on break after that and go to, and then we'll do the E3 talk and we'll talk about Nintendo and yeah. all that. No, here's the one question I want to ask you, Mike. Have you used any of the skins or done anything like that with the with the the stuff you got kind of with the game DLC yeah. wise? Yep. 
okay, because I really liked using the Batman, I want to say it's 3000 skin that was red, and then mm-hmm. I got a skin for the Batmobile, which is like the 60s Batman, which just right. gives it like... Oh, that's cool. Well, it, it's the same fucking Batmobile. They just put it's a red really trim on it. Yeah, job. it's just a paint job. So the Batmobile which looks they the same. Which they didn't have to do. No. Uh, yeah. But like it makes still... Sense. I yeah. love the skins for like was it Arkham City or, or Arkham or... City had the best selection. Of oh skins. my gosh, oh, yeah. so awesome! The Batman go Beyond, the animated. They had uh, the the Frank Miller like the old Batman. Oh my god, I I played as that. The like, Earth One, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, and here's the thing yeah. I like with the new one: you don't have to wait until you get to game plus mode. You can right out the box. Go ahead and put the skins on. How do you unlock skins? Is it something you have to buy, or is it something that uh... a little bit of both? Uh, a lot of them came with like pre-orders. Um, yeah. I'm sure some new copies probably just have them in the game. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll probably sell them eventually. Yeah. Uh, if they're not already, I um, per- for like a buck or two. Yeah, and I personally, for myself, like I did the Batman '66 skin for the the Batmobile just so I could see it better with the 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 red trim on it. It just it was easier to kind of differentiate with all the other shit going on. And the same thing, yeah. I used that Justice League 3000 skin for Batman because it's he's red, so it's easier to see him in all that dark shit because that was the only problem I had with the game. It's so fucking dark. There's parts where I'm like, I just can't differentiate everything, so it was nice to have that red it, kind of differentiate. It's not nearly as uh, bright, and not to say that the other Arkham games were necessarily colorful, but you know there was like a lot of neon lights that would yeah. stand out. There was a lot of like distinct architecture. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really feel like playing through uh, Arkham Knight that anything stood out nearly as much. No, like especially you look at Arkham City, it's like you recognize the Ace Chemical Building, you see yeah. the foundry, you see like uh, the church and all this stuff. The architecture didn't really stand out nearly as much in uh, Arkham Knight. The only thing, I, and here's another question I want to ask you while we're on the subject: What game do you think is bigger, Arkham Knight or Arkham City? Knight, easily Arkham Knight. Are you really? talking just geometry, Royce? I'm talking like the size of the map. Yeah. The size of the map. As for, as far as the city itself, I would say Arkham Knight. But if you're talking, if you're colluding all the interior locations, and I maybe Arkham City. Yeah. It, it might be close, but the as far as like outside and exploring Gotham, it's Arkham Knight's definitely bigger. Yeah, Arkham Knight. I will say this: like everything is explorable. Now you might not be able to go into every building, but there. Now, is it here. all Go- Is it all of Gotham, or how, what, what's not not all of it? Um, it's three major islands. Okay. Uh, so, so there's a pretty good sense of scale there. Um, but you can see, like, there's parts of Gotham that are like, like you can't go and drive up to Wayne Manor or anything like that. You can't go back to the asylum. But if you like look over the horizon, you can see like the rest of the city. I but, have to. Uh, I have to know. I have to ask. Batcave in this game? Nope. Oh, I, I, man. I know. I hate to stab you through the heart. Because you, you, you could. That was the sweetest thing ever going into the Batcave. Is it Arkham City, right? Is that, I think it was Arkham City, right? Or is it or, no, or, Asylum? Where you uh, go or, in and you're like. Well, it wasn't even the Batcave. It was like a Batcave Part 2. Like, he's like, yeah, I've got a mini like Batcave Bat here. Yeah. It was yeah. so cool, though, dude. And like, Arkham Origins, which you shit on, but I actually think that game's fantastic. Uh, 
which you didn't even play it. So <laughs> yeah, off, yeah. do you get you to can, actually go to the Batcave like in that one? You can go into the Batcave whenever you want, and Alfred's there, and you can chat with Alfred, and you can see the Batwing, and you can see where the uh, Batmobile is, and you can change your outfits while you're in there. Well, that's cool. So you would say if you've got an older console. Uh, because I'm telling you right now, I'm sure Batman Origins is probably dirt cheap. You can probably get it like 20 bucks or something. Yeah, it's probably worth the less pickup. than that. Yeah. Uh, here's another thing. Um, there's nothing that's vital that happens in Arkham Origins, but uh, Arkham Origins is canon, and they refer to events that happen in there uh, every once in a while. Right. So I would say it's worth it to play through there. I didn't think the game was that bad. It yeah. didn't do anything, you know, soup like new, like... Uh, city did to Arkham Asylum, but right. uh, what they did with the story, especially towards the end, I thought was really interesting. It was really cool. Well, right but on, I love Origins. Well, yeah, my, I liked it a lot. Well, my, my main thing is, like, Deuce hasn't finished the game, but I want to get a review from you. Like, if you had to re- rate, rate Arkham Knight out of uh, uh, out of 10, what would you rate it? I know, I'll put you on the spot. No, uh, for me personally, I would give it at least an eight. Um, it would get higher than that if it didn't rely on, if it didn't shoehorn in these Batmobile sections so much. Right. And eventually I'd grown to kind of like the Batmobile. I just didn't like that it was so. Yeah, required. like at the beginning, it's like Batmobile, Batmobile, Batmobile. I'm like, when the it, fuck am I going to so get to play this without. It the Batmobile like and that's the thing like now me and you talked kind of off air and you say I, I'm probably about a third of the way through but I would give it maybe the exact less same, than that yeah I would give it the same score you did I'd give it an eight the graphics mm-hmm. are amazing gameplay is fun but it was all the now, it's like we can use a Batmobile now so we got a Batmobile Bukaki you so the, you can use it as much as possible. <laughs> the final sequence of the game um, definitely changed my views of the game as a whole a lot. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it left such an impression on me. One of the best um, endings to a series that i ever seen. Uh, no spoilers, of course, yeah. but uh, it, it did something really interesting that I thought was super cool and Love to talk to you guys after you beat it. But, well, yeah. how would you compare? What would you rate the other Batman games? Let's put you, that way I know what what you liked. Which one was the weakest in the four games? Uh, I would say Arkham City is a nine. Okay. Um, Arkham Asylum, I would probably also give it an eight. Yeah, uh, that sounds about I, what I would give it. I fault Arkham City for a huge lack of enemy variety. Like, yeah. there's hard, for all the villains that Batman has, there was really like three boss fights yeah you had bane you had ivy and you had joker yeah um nothing else was really what i would consider a boss fight and most of the enemies you can fight the exact same way and you have like a very limited uh move set you can do um how about origin city i think kind of the game as far as like the gameplay aspect of it right. is what arkham asylum should have been i i think of them this way like as far as between city and asylum Arkham Asylum's like a really decent, like a pretty darn good uh, direct-to-video movie for Batman. Sure. Whereas Arkham City, I view it more as like a, a mini-series, like a bunch of uh, separate episodes that uh, together they're they're pretty awesome. But like, there's a lot of stuff that sort of happens on their own, isolated from each other. That's pretty cool. 
Um, and then Arkham Knight, I guess, is kind of the same way. What would you give Arkham Origins out of 10? Arkham Origins, I, I would give an 8. I, I would say... So for, they're all good person, in your mind. You enjoyed all of them. Yeah, the only Arkham game I didn't enjoy is Blackgate. Arkham Origins Blackgate, which was a portable one, which I own. I own it on Vita because I was like, this probably won't be nearly as good. And I would give that like maybe a 5. Which I know oh, the, is like a completely separate thing, but yeah, I, I never got to play that one either. I heard that one. it was like Blackgate or something, wasn't it? Uh, Arkham Origins Blackgate, yeah, is what it was called. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, another question I have for you was like, who, who, if you, if you had to pick a dream company to take over the next Batman series of video games, who would you, who would you pick? Oh gosh. Um... Well, it's kind of hard to say because the thing that made uh, the Arkham game so good is that it, it had both of the best aspects of Batman. You had the on-your-feet brawling, and you had the Predator stuff where he's sneaking around, he's taking out guys one by one and, you know, freaking everybody out. Um, so you, you would have to, in my opinion, find a company that knows how to balance those two really well. Um like there's all kinds of companies that I know could do a pretty cool job with uh, the brawling part of it, like uh, uh, Team Ninja, uh, Platinum Games. You know the guys that worked on like a uh, Bayonetta and stuff. I think uh, could do a pretty cool job with Batman, but I don't know who would really be able to like do the uh, stealth section so well. Um, part of me wants to say uh, Kojima Productions, and not. Are we still all right with audio? Yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. Oh, okay. Sorry, the the video is chopping up. Um, I would say I would like to see what Kojima Productions would do for it, not just because of the stealth and the fact that they work on Metal Gear, but the fact that they're always so cinematic with their games. Um, I think they could do something really cool there. Um, but yeah, I don't know uh, who should take over Batman after uh, Rocksteady. Uh, I, I will say, well, never mind. I don't want to say it. I was going to say there's uh, not. It's interesting to see if they'll even attempt to do the Arkham games after uh, after this, but uh, in my opinion, I don't think they really could. Well, I don't know. I, I definitely, I, I, I'm scared after this, to be honest with you, because you know uh, somebody besides Rocksteady, I think, is going to take over Batman, and that scares me a little bit. Um, because I love the games Rocksteady did, but like I said, I never played the Arkham Origins. But you said the WB Montreal did a good job. So I thought it was fine. Yeah. Uh, so I, if you know Rocksteady says, "Look, we want to try something else," then maybe you know Montreal can take over the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. Now, like you said, no spoilers. Uh, I haven't gotten to the end, so maybe when you get to the end, it's definitely finite where you're like, oh, look, there's nothing more of this. But as popular as Batman is, it's one of, you know, the biggest IPs when it comes to, yeah. you know, Warner Brothers. They're going to make another Batman game. Uh, what I would really like to see happen is all the Easter eggs they had about Metropolis and Superman. I'd love to see Rocksteady uh, put their hands on a Superman game just to see what they could do with it. Yeah, I mean, historically, Superman hasn't 
even had a single game come out that I would consider decent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I, what I'm I saying. Agree. I think Rocksteady <laughs> is the only person that could take that particular character and make something big happen with it. You know I, I, I mean? do agree that, and I don't care if it's Rocksteady that does it or uh, uh, whoever else. Um, I, I do think they should move on to a different superhero after Batman. Yeah, um, they need I, somebody I else. Know. And I don't even care. We, we they have... could do a Green Arrow game. I mean, if they did an Arrow game and actually based it off the TV show, I, I think that could be damn cool. Um, yeah, you know. I, I think... The, here's my thing about it though is that like in my opinion i don't like arrow as much because it's just like gritty again like it's gritty yeah. serious and it's like you might as well just be doing batman again personally i would like to see him do something with flash um something a little more cocky a little more sarcastic some bright colorful um that's something i would actually really like to see not necessarily based on a tv show but at least the character of uh, barry yeah I'd, um, I'd be down for that as well I, I'm not sure exactly how the mechanics would work, but I, I definitely like to see him. I would love to see Rocksteady work on a Spider-Man game. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, but that'd be awesome. But uh, Arkham Knight is definitely the swung song for the for the series. It, it's a great place um, to end the series. I think. I think it would be a mistake to try and continue that series. Uh, if you were going to do more Batman games, I would think you would have to reboot it. And sure. do something completely different. Yeah. So, Deuce, any last thoughts on Arkham Knight? Because I think we're just. I loved in, it. I, I mean, to be so honest, so far, I mean, yeah. what you've played, you really enjoyed it. I um, love it. Like what I've played, I definitely want to hear more of your thoughts when you finish it. Yeah. Um, but I, I appreciate Mike coming all three on get and together um, when we finish it. Yeah, I appreciate Mike coming on and um, giving us his thoughts and everything like that. And um, yeah, I mean, Mike's going to be joining us for another episode uh, soon, and. Um, Mike, uh, how people find you on the internet? Um, they can find me on uh, YouTube. I have a channel, uh, Stone the Forbidden, right now. Um, I haven't updated it in a while, but uh, when I do, you'll definitely be able to check there and uh, see what I'm working on. Um, otherwise, if you want to find me on a uh, PlayStation Network or Steam or uh, even Reddit, like you can uh, search my username, Stone Five Hundred. It's the uh, same name across all those, so you'll be able to find me. Nice, awesome. Of course, uh, we like to thank Mike for c coming on the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And um, there's several ways people can find us on the internet. Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show. At uh, HH Podcast Show on Twitter. And, of course, there's three hashtags you want to put in your social machine. Uh, hashtag Happy Hour Podcast. Hashtag HH Podcast Show. And hashtag Deuce is on the loose. Later. Later.